welcome to uh, a very wet and an incredibly dark Wednesday morning, uh, the 25th of November 2020. And as we enter the final days of, of this uh, tumultuous year, uh, Sally and I thought it'd be a good idea to, uh, to talk about what we see happening early next year um, in Q1 2021. And, uh, and, and we, we've been having a few discussions about what we can see coming down the road and both been reading up online about uh, what what people might be expecting and major trends and then also on the micro level effectively talking to um, other friends and colleagues about what they're seeing haven't we really and sort of uh, yeah, absolutely. what might be coming up so um, yeah I thought we might sort of I mean we could kick off kick off with our little poll couldn't we perhaps I uh, think that would be a very wise thing to do because it kicks us off in exactly the right direction yeah yeah absolutely I mean so so we um, some of some of our, our regular listeners may have seen we we, we posted a, a small poll um, uh, over the last weekend about what we think uh, the biggest challenge will be in the first quarter of 2021 for uh, for our listeners, and uh, we only provided four options, but they were considered options. Uh, one was budget constraints, one was not enough time, um, audience online overload, and maintaining creativity. These have been four things I'd seen uh, coming up um, yep. with, with people as issues. But um, what we found was uh, audience online overload, 50% uh, of respondents said that was their number one concern. Uh, budget constraints and maintaining creativity when joint second and not enough time was a, a rather poor third. So what can we draw from that, do you think, then, uh, Sally? Right. I think... The fact that we all think there's too much online overload, I think comes not just from us marketeers doing too much. I think I've now done 22 LinkedIn adverts today. Um, it's not just that. It's probably from our own personal, what we experience on the other end of it is that we're getting too much. Like we're doing back-to-back -back Zoom meetings. We're doing um, online webinars all over the place. And it is just, you're thinking, oh God, I'm never ever away from work because I've got my phone, I've got my laptop, I'm, you know, I, I, sometimes I cast it onto my television screen and it pops up and you think this is just too much. And our customers are also feeling alienated by it. And you just think, oh, it's another bit of another stuff. And I think that is interesting. And it's how to keep your digital presence interesting mm. rather than just here while you're being another digital ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, I, I think there's... Um, there was another piece we looked at in, in the drum, which was talking about, um, yeah, again, this sort of advertisers all clamoring for online space. The fact we're all spending more time online. I mean, I, I found out a stat yesterday. I forgot to um, uh, look at this mentioned earlier on, actually, when we were talking before recording. But there's a, a little stat about um, uh, the amount of time, the average amount of time an adult in the UK and similarly, actually, the US. So it's very much Anglo, Anglo sort of uh, stat but i'm sure this is the same across most um sure. western uh, or developed you know uh, the case in southeast asia very much <laughs> absolutely absolutely and and, and it, i think that the stat was that it's moved up from something like we, we had three hours uh 25 minutes online a day now it's up to four hours this was april um so it could have it could have gone down it could have gone up since then but i mean the, the overall stat has been from september sort of 2018 september 2019 i'm pretty sure when they get the stats in for september 2020 more. we're more again exactly so we get we are yeah. spending more and more time online but we are i mean i personally feel that 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 you know most of my work is, is online anyway and so mm -hmm. you're constantly on there and yeah but there is this saturation isn't there there's this yeah. there's this there's only so much you can take in and, and, and appreciate and, and cuts through as the 
the golden thing, and isn't it? Breathe. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, even as um, the technology suppliers like Gmail now offer Google now offers you a kind of analysis of how long you have been online and rest periods, and it'll actually your phone will actually suggest that you switch it off for a bit. Do not mm. keep your nose buried in it. So I think it's a it's a recognised possibly quite a big problem that we're all got our noses plugged into technology all the time it probably and it does there's lots of um statistics that it affects our sleep patterns mm. that being on having a screen just before you go to bed or actually while you're in bed actually um affects your circadian rhythms so mm. i think it's going to have a physical effect on us and as marketeers we have to possibly be sensitive to the fact that in it's it's a long-term change but things are going to quite dramatically change about how people are behaving digitally yeah yeah i mean it, it, it's it's a fascinating thing for marketers in particular isn't it really because uh, again another article was talking about um i was talking about this thing about uh, you know technology evolving and humans evolving the fact that the technology evolves i mean i don't even know what scale would be it's ridiculously fast than the human evolution of course so you know we 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 have we have not and will not in 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 the next well probably next hundreds or even thousands of years we will not have moved on to the point where we can consume this much information we're just not built to do it you know we are not built to consume it clearly the best technology built is built around human uh, yep. human beings and is there to enhance experience and, and life in general um, and therefore as marketers you need to try and um, be be in tune with that but um, this yeah this article I was reading was talking about you know being drive, driven to distraction by digital and the fact that unfortunately it, it, it gets a bit of a double-edged sword because um, uh, we, we are designed to be curious you know as, as, as beings we, we were constantly oh, yeah. trying to sort of yeah. feed the billions of neurons in our in our brain Absolutely. because we, we want to discover don't we and we yeah we because we you know we, we used to be hunter-gatherers and we had to spend our lot of our time gathering the right things to eat and that meant we had to be curious to go can i eat this can i eat that what's over there so it's it's absolutely in us to be curious but now and now we do it digitally we are being hunter gatherers in the digital world you know what's that over there is that interesting and so we're, it's it's our it's ourselves it's just crowding out our being able to go outside and breathe mm. yeah exactly 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 and, and it's that sort of um uh the way in which if, if that can be exploited by by advertisers by by or ourselves you know we we just naturally fall over ourselves trying to find more information i mean i've done this thing which i'm sure many people have where you've got your phone and you know you're for a few moments you're you're waiting at a bus stop or you're or you're you know uh, just you know you have an idle few moments to kill and you think well shall i just sit here and uh, look at the birds or the trees which i do like doing because i love the countryside and i love i love taking in uh, you know all the yeah, uh, what's going on around me um but but typically particularly if you're in a boring room or a waiting room what do you do you pick up a magazine or nowadays you go on your phone you know absolutely you do you you yep. try and find things to distract you but but it's then it's interesting how the thing i'm trying to really think about is as from a, from a marketing point of view but also from from my own lifestyle is can I in actually doing um, less of something I can potentially make it more meaningful you know so if there's a fewer marketing messages that I consume I would hope they would be more more meaningful uh, yeah. more targeted to me more important to me and something yep. that's genuine it's novel it's interesting makes me curious and it's not just wasting my time I suppose I mean that, that's yeah. the important thing isn't it i think it means that going forward um if whatever content we're putting out there be that written video whatever it is it's got to be 
absolutely on point for the audience we're getting to. I mean, really on point because people have got a choice. They can just give up immediately. And it's got to be relevant to them and, and very professional. There's no, I think there isn't any time now to just, you know, slap up a quick video you've done on your phone. That will do. It will be all right. Unless it's an extremely good, the top of a mountain and this is the highest anyone's ever climbed ever before in the world. Use your phone. But, you know, if you're actually trying to give a webinar or a piece of get it properly filmed mm. so that you because you, you need to stand out now because there's such a choice. And now it's, it's made things possibly more expensive, which is possibly where budget cuts aren't going to help. Um, yes, because I think to stand out is now going to cost a bit more mm, exactly i mean that's that's the sort of thing that we've um been considering isn't it as well around around the sort of uh and something that's been mentioned a few times the sort of uh, where can you stand out and is it is it you know the channel stand out on the channels you're using you know the digital channels you're using or switch channel as well i mean it's interesting to consider yeah. whether 2021 will bring about more of this this shift background to as i've mentioned several times like direct mail and things like this when we're going to go back back to the future you know to sort of a yep. uh, 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 something that's already been tried you know as, as we know as marketers we either you know a new technology comes along you get your first movers then everyone jumps on board it becomes more expensive and more crowded uh, yep. to, to get through in that space the regulators come in and, and then stop you from doing things and therefore everyone looks around and starts thinking well where should we go now It'd be interesting to know if there are either certain people who are you know being you know even even more original more professional more targeted more sophisticated with ai and, and all the rest of it in their marketing on digital channels which obviously everyone is still there but are there quiet signs of people moving into or back into yep. a previous channel um i mean it's quite interesting because when we were all well i'm much older than you sam but when we were there i was everything was direct mail and there was you know there were these pictures of you know huge piles of rubbish in front of your letterbox and it got a really bad reputation direct mail it was boring everyone threw it away and it was dreadful and in a funny kind of way we're doing exactly the same in our digital world so we're doing huge piles of emails stuff in my news feed which i have to plow through to get out the door now so yeah. it's exactly the same. We're just we're just recreated the same problem somewhere else. I think that's fantastic, actually. That that just that vision in my mind, because that's that's such a powerful observation, actually, because everyone assumes because you, you can't see emails and digital junk and everything. That that's a really really powerful. I feel like sketching a little cartoon now, actually, just <laughs> yes. showing that because that's exactly it, isn't it? You know, we yeah. are thinking. You know, everyone knows of, of a I say of a certain age. I mean, certainly, you know, people in their I don't know, maybe even their 20s now wouldn't, wouldn't oh, yeah. remember what it's like to have a load of junk mail. But when you, you know, the, the junk mail um, uh, generation went, I mean, I still get it. There's, there's a post. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Still does that occasionally. I mean, I, I still get two deliveries. Like one is like proper genuine posts that I actually need and is solicited. Get a, the other is the junk mail. you get a door mail. drop. Yeah, yeah. And you still get all these things and chucked in there, don't you? And, 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 and most of the time it's straight through recycling. But just imagine if you that that's that view I don't, I don't think i've ever seen anyone actually say that and demonstrate that the idea of all the email i mean it would it would be a million times oh. harder than anything i've ever received through the post yeah. I, mean, I, I, I have um i have a gmail account and it's and you can split it up into you get three columns so you get primary which is basically my friends then social which is happily telling me about what's going on in social that i don't know about just in case i haven't noticed it yeah. bang 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 then i get um 
one I, that never has anything in it, but I've forgotten the name of even. And then there's promotions. And it's basically things that I have actually signed up for because I'm interested to know what some social networking groups are talking about online. But yeah. my promotions field is so enormous that it's just overwhelmingly too big. And just occasionally I look at it and think, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I haven't read them all because there's, you know, 250 or something. I'm just going to delete them all and then start again and see how long it takes me to get to 250 again. Mm. But it is, it is an overloading pile of stuff that you don't look at. Yeah, that's it. I mean, just think, I mean, everyone's talking about the, uh, I think this time last year, my wife and I looked at the whole, um, oh, I can't remember, I can't remember the, name, the name of the lady is the one where you, you know, you go in and you, you sort out, you declutter your 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 uh, your life yes, your house uh, your house and Marie Kondo that's the one that's and um and it's like that though the, this sort of thing where you discover all this stuff that you know perhaps was meaningful once and it was useful for you but now it's it's past its sell by date or or you've never been useful but you've just you've just collected it for whatever reason no. you thought it might be useful might be interesting like an email you signed up to like a which of course with GDPR was supposed to be the end of all that where we didn't receive stuff mm, we didn't yeah, want right I mean, uh, but interesting, I suppose, we still receive stuff from things we thought we wanted and the things we sort of think, oh, well, I'll keep that on there, you know, but then we still just get literally thousands of these emails, you know, every, every yeah. week, every month, which are just meaningless, you know, and it's only really if occasionally I might sort of cut through and look at something and go, oh, you know, that's popped up and that's quite an interesting, diverting um, yeah. advert of some sort. I mean, it was like the guys with the the neuromarketing whatever it was called i think that the guys who, who who are doing all this stuff where they, you know, they monitor your brain waves with adverts and creatives you you look at and there might be something that i'm i sort of go oh well, that's interesting what one email in a thousand which i think that that's provoked uh, humor or, or or sadness or, or compassion in me and and so it's, it's got an emotional response from me to, to look at whatever the advert is but then it's not perhaps a meaningful call to action aligned with what i'm doing so it might be something that's interesting but it's I don't know. It's a, it's a it's promoting a product that's massively outside my uh, my price range, or or or, uh, yeah. or whatever it might be. For some reason, I've signed up to an email on that and got, oh yeah, that's great. I'm not going to do anything about it. But yeah, that's interesting. But that's almost the the fear as well, isn't it? You can create. There's fantastic stuff that creates out there, which people might like and, and be engaged in inverted commas by. Yeah. But but then it's not actually. Mean, I mean, obviously, there's not much you can do about that. Obviously, you can have a you can walk past Harrod's shop window at Christmas and it's beautiful. I'm not going to go buy anything, but it's beautiful. No. That does reinforce their brand. That indeed, they, they're amazing. And you might go back next week or next yeah, year. Exactly. But exactly. Um, and there will be someone who who's right for that, obviously, as well. But it's yeah, yeah. A, it's mm -hmm. almost this. It's a profusion, isn't it? Of um, as you say, we've got to do things really well, but be really targeted about the audiences that we're trying trying yeah. to engage with and, and make them something um, I, th I think although it didn't score very high in the poll I think we sometimes feel that we haven't got time because we because we've been given so much stuff that we somehow feel we ought to be looking at you know I haven't got time because oh god I haven't looked at that huge pile of emails for weeks oh god I should have done that there might be something key in there that I'm missing and so we suddenly blend um, we put huge weights on our shoulders and actually we probably have got time we just are horribly distracted by things that don't matter mm. there's a really really interesting it comes from quite a good methodology but have you ever used this to help you focus pomodoro i've heard I, of that yes the idea is that um 
you sit down and you take out one thing. So you possibly switch off your emails, you don't have two screens on, and you just pick up the one thing you are going to do. So you're going to write that, that piece of collateral you've got to write. And there's a little button, you press this button, and it gives you 25 minutes, and it's only 25 minutes, and you just concentrate on that one thing alone for mm -hmm. 25 minutes. And it then after 25 minutes, it gives you a little gentle ping, and you just stop, stop doing it. Even if you're halfway through a sentence, stop, breathe, stretch for five minutes, and then come back and do another 25 minutes. And if you do it, I thought, oh, this is just ridiculous. It's going to make no difference at all. <laughs> Boy, you, you get things done much quicker than you've actually ever done anything before in your life. Gosh. Yeah. You want to give it a go, because I was very cynical, and I actually thought, oh, bloody hell, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I definitely, I, I, I'd love to try that actually, because I, I think I, uh, without knowing it, I sort of did something very similar to that the, earlier this week actually, and I, I, I've got quite a lot of, uh, you know, deadlines coming in now and quite a lot to do. But I found again, did you say just the, how many people have gone out and bought a second screen, uh, who've been working from home this year? Yeah. You know, I bet there's a huge number of people I know, but I bet loads of people have, and I'm, I'm sort of looking between the two screens now. And yeah, so am you I. Get a second screen, you know, why do you get a second screen? You get a second screen so you can do more work. You can, you can <laughs> yes, spread out. Exactly. It's like getting a bigger desk, isn't it? Again, go back to the physical yep. example of get a bigger desk with more paper in trays and, and you know, more yep. pens and more notebooks. And but there's only on you, and there's only so yeah. much concentration your brain can 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 focus on. And and I was finding, as I always do, I mean, I've always had this thing with you know again i'm sure a lot of people um uh, some people would have an absolute panic attack with this and others are like oh yeah i do it every day open tab after tab after tab and their email their browsers you know and so you've got all these different browser windows open and you're sort of you're doing one thing and you're concentrating on it but you're only concentrating on it to a certain extent because there's that little part of you going i oh, will just flick <laughs> on the other thing here and yep. uh, and then you do and then and then even even it's like the news i mean we've had you know a lot going on with the u.s elections and, and covid and absolutely and the last few months and so i you know i'm a bit of a again a curiosity i'm programmed to try and look at things and think about things and you know i'll, yep. I'll sort of put the radio off and say well no I'll put the radio off so i'm not thinking about you know what the latest that donald trump's got up to this week my goodness yeah. um and i can focus on on you know writing this email copy you know and, and then but then it's sort of you have multiple work uh, emails um, uh, windows open you might be checking out how's that campaign doing oh i'll just check on that email i'll just check on that twitter yep. um, feed i've done and so there's all those things but as you say actually i i did do the same sort of exercise un unwittingly in a way sort of, well I, I will just as, as i do when i really focus on things but i thought i'm just going to do this right in the middle of the day focus on this one thing i want to do and and amazingly more productive i mean and it just felt so much better and, and calm relaxed calmer. that's calmer and that's really key i think we forget how much this stuff gets in our head and it's kind of invisibly distracting us when i walk the dog in the morning i absolutely do not take my phone with me and sometimes i think i wish i had because that would be a nice picture but actually i don't specifically say that it doesn't ping buzz i don't think oh i ought to just check this I can't. It's just me, the dog, and nature, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's wonderful actually. Because I think it's so. There's this there's this um, uh, this worry, isn't there? That I mean, I, I this thing where obviously if you've forgotten your phone, you've gone out somewhere and you forgot. I mean, I don't really go out anywhere at the moment anyway because <laughs> you're locked down. <laughs> yes. But when I did, or when I do, sometimes you know you go out and you think, oh, I haven't got my phone. But what if something happens? What if something yeah, should exactly. occur? What if some mishap or misadventure yeah. uh, should, should conspire against me? And then you think, well, yes, but if it did before you had a phone, would that be a problem? Yeah, yes, it would be a problem, but you sort it out. You don't, you don't yeah. sort of say, oh, 
do I have got my phone? But it's more the sort of the idea of being unconnected, isn't it? Being disconnected and not. That's right. And we feel we're going to miss something. It's like huge, I'm going to miss something. Or I'm going to let someone down. Or actually, you're not. That's all in your own head. Mm. And it's just like, that's why we all think, oh my goodness me, I'm writing this marketing campaign. Oh, it's probably, I'm going to miss some people. There's going to be some people there that I haven't targeted. There's that little niche group there that oh my goodness me, I haven't researched them enough. And probably, to start with, they're not just in that little niche group, they're probably in other groups as well, and you probably have found them, try not to worry. And the more you get stressed about it, the more bitty and not terribly focused or calm your marketing material is going to be. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it is that, I mean, I've, I've just finished writing this blog about, about um, launching new educational programmes and, and uh, the whole thing of, because I think a trend in 2021, both on a, an individual personal basis, we're all rushing around a bit. And I think uh, organisations might be rushing around a bit as well. So the rush to get online, to, to produce an online programme, for example, the rush to, to launch that other programme that we need to get out there and this, that, the other. And, and it's sort of rush, 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 rush. And that plays into the whole thing of, of having too much going on, too much blitz going out there to, to our audiences and ourselves doing too much you know slowing down and actually just saying okay no i'm just going to take take stock and and yeah it, it starts from the ground up doesn't it it's like when you get up in the morning your own your own and we've all found this i mean people again who who've never worked from home before have obviously now had a year of working from home probably and yeah. um and, and and so they they've suddenly had to sort of map their rhythms of, of how to work how to go about That's their right. lives in general with their work and it's all intertwined isn't it and it, it must have come out um, deeply I and mean, i think and you that's why to be honest sometimes you see a marketing plan which has just got too much in it you're just trying to do one handbag you're just marketing one handbag and you know what the audience is it possibly doesn't need to uh, need an omni-channel marketing plan maybe you should just send the people you, you you know who they all are maybe you should just send them all a letter maybe they should get one letter with a picture of the handbag through the post and that'll do that might be enough you don't have to cover every single base yeah yeah exactly and and it's interesting actually because picking on what we what we were talking about before as well around the idea of perhaps having a mailer instead of a an email um uh i mean the the idea of integrated and, and something that's become not unfashionable, I suppose, but it just becomes, I don't know, it's not talked about as much now, is it? The idea of actually integrating your online, your online and, yeah. and, and actually, I, I personally, a trend I think I can see coming along potentially in the, in the new new year is, is people trying to do that. Because as we said, there's this necessity to, to focus on, well, focus on what works clearly. You want to, yeah. which is why analytics is so important, as we discussed with Hugo the other day, understanding what's working. And, and the thing is, of course, with with the with with uh, mailers and things i mean people think oh well environmental impact is one thing but there are really good ways really good printers ethical printers who you can uh, work with and eco printers and you know you can actually do it in a sustainable way just Absolutely. just to mention everybody i'm not doing a plug for anyone in particular but there's one people i can think of in Discord, i think but anyway um there, there are things you could do there and, and then also um uh yeah we should get someone on the pod actually to talk about eco printing shouldn't we absolutely yeah. Yeah, we'll do that um but also the sort of you know you can integrate and you can something that that, that is different um and, and if it's it's talking to your to your audience i mean because one of the things we talked about before was about the um the shift and one of the things in the, in the drum article i've been reading about 2021 was the focus on communities and, and more meaningful communities of people on on facebook on twitter 
yeah. that's the way and Google that everyone's trying to push you towards forming your own. I mean, basically trying to reform what was already there. That's what we do with our social circles. Yeah, we have exactly. family. You go to the pub and you see your mates in the pub. Exactly. And so it's kind of trying to recreate that. This sort of, sort of yep. mass uh, um, broadcast idea of, 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 you know, presidents and people tweeting and everyone taking it in and then discussing it and going mad and whatnot. It's more of a, yes, we want to connect with people, but connect with people in more meaningful groups where they're talking about interests yeah. and things they have which obviously exist already but it's interesting to see how that will change in terms of the limitations placed upon marketers to access yeah. those groups i guess from our perspective that's the I sort think, of i mean we were talking earlier i think that i think exactly what will happen is you'll get i mean you'll get both but you'll get increasing number of niche groups that actually don't want to be marketed to thank you very much they're going to be closed closed enclaves and it's going to be quite difficult for marketeers to get into them because you know they exist, probably, because <laughs> then, and you. But what you've got to do now is not find the door, but make friends with somebody who's in there, mm. and hope that your message is going to be so powerful that they're going to share it with their friends. So it's it's making referrals even more advocacy. I mean, even more important to get. Yeah, yeah, and and again, that that comes back to your point about um, good quality, doesn't it? Really, I mean, I think I mean. Yeah. It, it connects back with you know marketers be working with the rest of the the product development team or yep. in a larger business or or in a, a small business if if you're the person doing it you know making sure that your service is something that's genuine genuine interest and good quality for for your audience that you have and then that I mean the word of mouth the virtual word of mouth is still the most powerful that's the thing isn't <laughs> it I mean all these technologies I mean I remember I interviewed oh, I can't remember his name now good grief one of the founders of Twitter years ago my, in my business school role and, and he said about you know he could see the trajectory of good quality technology will move more and more towards um become, not being redundant but becoming uh, invisible and so the technology disappears in the background and that's it's hard to even experience um and so really yeah you can see with virtual word of mouth it's effectively just that whole thing of going down the pub and saying to your friend oh yeah there's these great new um i don't know handbags there you go there's these yeah. great new handbags which uh, which my wife uh, bought or uh, you know it's very good and you know you were looking for some an idea for Christmas these are really great and oh, yeah. oh yeah I can remember the name and absolutely it's that but then doing that online not to just to get to more audiences but getting to the right audiences the I right suppose. Audience, exactly I and mean, I think I think marketers as marketers we're we're not terribly good at asking for advocacy. Mm. We don't, we tend to you know we're very overexcited when they've crossed the buying line and we think brilliant great now i'll just move on over here and actually we're just not terribly good at developing a post-purchase relationship yeah. uh, we are because we want them to buy something else and but actually it's not that we want them to do we do want them to buy something else but actually we're not terribly good at saying mm, you love that tell someone else i mean there'll be the odd offer you know tell someone else and you'll get 10 percent off your, your next handbag but maybe we should be getting to a point where we're developing such a trusting relationship with our customer that we can just say don't have to offer them anything don't have to say you know do this and we'll give you 10 percent off just ask them to recommend you if mm. you liked it tell your friends or you know tell us and we'll tell your friends or tell us who your friends are and we'll tell them asking for that kind of advocacy we're not terribly good at i think yeah no absolutely i i think that's i mean that's something i could see is um uh, yeah, I think for people, for marketing teams in the new year, if they want to focus on on good good quality content, good quality content that enables 
their customers to be advocates. I mean, that's got to be a focus there, um, which I think if, if, if we're able to actually, you know, work on things that will, will enable our, our audiences to, to sort of see what it is that, you know, or to tell their story again, it's that telling stories, isn't it? Telling their story about why this, you know, handbag was the best thing I've ever seen and, and, and why it's so useful and interesting. Um, and so you're not forcing, you're not, being too artificial you're yeah, just that's right you're being authentic and genuine i mean i think to be honest it's, it would probably save us some time because actually now we're all writing masses of co creating lots of content all over the place but actually your customers also have the ability to write content for you and so it would give you more time and all this you know i haven't got time to do anything no we possibly haven't thought about it properly to give ourselves time we haven't put time at the centre of our planning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that, that's the thing. And, and I think actually connected with, with time and everything else we've been talking about um, is the budget um, constraint, which we, which we, we did actually ask about um, online. It must have been a month or so ago now, actually. We're only just over two months old, you know, actually, the, the podcast. So we're, we're, still... we're still sprightly and our tails are working. Exactly. We're so young. We're so, so tiny and diddly like and enthusiastic. But, um, uh, but, uh, but I think it was quite early on, it sort of, uh, it, it, um, you know, I think it was some of the economic data came through about where the country was heading and naturally the thing, okay, well, there's going to be budget cuts. And as we all know, marketing is usually or historically has been the first thing that it gets cut away at, isn't it? And so, but again, it's sort of, you know, when you do cut the budgets back, you're sort of, you're hopefully exposing more quality or you're fining down to greater quality. Yeah. And again, spending more time doing the things that work, which means you have to have good analytics to understand what works and you're yeah. asking the right questions. But also, so there's that defense. I mean, clearly that as much as we would love it to be the case that you know, marketing doesn't get cut, there will be instances it of it being cut because it's just, it's just yeah. the way things go, isn't it? It's um, the easiest thing to cut. Yeah. And you just go right. Well, yeah, we won't do that. Or, 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 or postponing, I suppose. Yes, well, let's postpone it. Mm. What's happening? It's like, yeah, put it back, put it back, kick it down yeah. the road. Um, so, but I mean, again, it's sort of it's interesting. There was this one. Um, there was this reply from one of our our listeners, uh, which which was around because because at the same time we've got the budget cut, and we've also got the whole thing of teams being remote who haven't been remote before and, and trying to keep yeah. people enthusiastic and. Um, focused um, and uh, yeah the, this reply we had which was around um, actually trying to you know, navigate the store more effectively and, and empowering uh, members of the team because I, I think this is important as well particularly marketers it's sort of saying well you know if we can actually focus on uh, not saying right your budget's been cut so you think oh well you just we can just do less you think well actually we can be more creative we can be more focused on what, we're, yep. what we should be doing and make more of the time we have available i mean Absolutely. in some ways yeah you're not going to be like oh we can do everything and spend all the money and yeah we should focus um but i suppose i should read that should, should i quickly read this actually this reply I think you so should because it sounds ideal my own words and everything but it, it's sort of connected so this was um a reply uh from uh, one of our listeners said uh, as a company um, we've been able to successfully navigate the storm um, so far in terms of the COVID uh, um, problems, um, but I have reconfigured much of our market efforts and also the funding for it. Rather than spend centrally, we are devolving responsibility for investment to local levels. I have my team more engaged in tailored tactical initiatives with shorter return on investment periods, and I think more measurable and tangible results. The process has left my sales and marketing team more empowered and more engaged, which I'm pleased with. They have ownership and control, so they are happy to be accountable. It's going well. 
So that was a good news story. Perfect. That's a perfect outcome. Yeah. How, how you could, and, and as a leader, as a manager there, how you can yeah. reform your team. So it's the people and the budget, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. I, mean, I think that's, that's a really powerful message, actually, to say that if you empower, give people the budget, it's for them to make the most of. They are much more engaged. So if you, but, but if you just say, oh, well, no, just do all of these things and then I'll be responsible for the budget is really dangerous because they've got no responsibility or accountability or they're just doing what you've told them to and they're much less engaged in it effectively and it's so i think that was a, that's a very fundamental different way of running your business that mm. you've just outlined there and that's exactly what we all ought to be going for yeah oh, put, bu put budget in the hands of the people that are actually spending it yeah well because that's the thing do you think well definitely hope there's a way of finding efficiencies as well in terms of because everyone always sort of said right we need to find you know x amount to cut you know from the budget yeah. now and you know the last thing you want to do is 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 cut into major initiatives that you're engaged with or or or, um, yeah. or staff costs things like that i mean clearly there could be you know a slow and that's another thing you would hear isn't it with frozen recruitment and it, whenever yes. i've gone through recruitment free, freeze wherever i've been it's not actually ever been a recruitment freeze it's funny isn't it it's, it's almost like you just if you say that it's happening then everyone feels better but it's not actually happening what um, actually happens is that you're not allowed to employ people so you just get freelancers in to do things yeah you think, how is this saving money <laughs> This is it, isn't it? I mean, and again, I suppose with the budget cuts and, and, and clearly, you know, there's, there's bound to be more, I would say. In, in I think so too, I think. One. But with that, as you say, there's actually, again, it's, it's trying to find uh, the positives from the negatives, isn't it? And, and, and find out, well, it forces you again, probably to take more time in consideration. You probably have more time because you're perhaps not being able to do as much because you don't have as yeah. much money to spend on doing things. Or it could be the other way. I suppose you could end up having to do more in-house yeah. potentially um it, it could fall any way i suppose but i i suppose one of the things we've sort of discussed so far the theme has been around taking a breath literally taking a breath i mean i yeah. find that as well just breathing breathe deeply a few times Absolutely. when you sit at your desk you feel so much yeah. better but in a metaphorical way as well the organization the marketing team the the plans you have take a deep breath yep and then think about what you know i say think about think about the activities that will potentially yield the greatest results but obviously back that up with information and data that you can, you know, it's sort of that calm, look yep. at things, focus on quality uh, rather than exactly. blam, let's just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, and actually keep remembering to put your customers at the front of everything. So actually have a, do something we don't often do actually, have a really good audit of who your customers are. Spend time doing that and thinking, do I really know who I'm talking to? I've got these personas that I did about, I don't know, three years ago, and they're probably all right. But actually, are they? Is that who's buying your materials? Is that who you're talking to? Have you got that right? Because I think it's very tempting to go, oh, yeah, it's Dick. It's um, Dick. He drinks in the pub. He goes to the pub twice a week. He's got a wife, a child. He's 35. And he wears and he goes and watches the football on Saturday. That's definitely who's buying my handbags is it i mean that's an extreme experience but i have w worked in places where the personas have been mm, pretty way off mm -hmm. and, and and the shift i guess as well i mean the thing that none of us i don't think really of, of, of this, this unprecedented times we keep talking about we haven't really lived through i mean i, I was doing a review of um uh product i've been working on this year and uh, and you sort of you i was analyzing what's happened and and whether what's gone right what's gone wrong and you, you sort of put this 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 layer on it which is pandemic 
and uh, and that really obviously does and that's another thing i think for this next this next um uh, new year if hopefully touch wood we're, we're, we're moving into brighter times with a, a new normality starting to emerge um yeah every persona every consumer behavior that we'd previously seen it hasn't transformed necessarily but it has adapted it, ha- it has ex- it's gone through accelerated change and therefore yep. we should definitely be taking stock and looking back at personas looking back at you know both how people consume our product how they talk about our product you know yep. um, what what does our product actually in this format work yep, anymore exactly. is um, it different because they're possibly engaging with it in their own home as opposed to an office or a university does that change how it is does their environment change so they're the same but is is the is what's around them the same Mm, yeah exactly well funnily enough i was talking to a um, a friend of mine the other day um i won't mention the company who who he works for but um uh it was to do with um supporting officers uh, infrastructure things like that i thought gosh that's gonna be a huge area that's changed you know i mean they work with lots of you know big big organizations big officers in in the city in london and and around the world and this one in particular was um to do with lockers um which sounds sort of normal but it's very clever technology technology technological lockers so not like your old school lockers with the whole dried up sandwich at the back and and, and, (laughs) dodgy magazines and things like that um and uh uh, other narcotics or whatever there there might be in there the things like that in college it was um you know these are intelligent lockers a bit like the amazon lockers in a way but more more advanced where they actually can weigh weigh what's inside um the lockers um for, for staff this is so the big office block where now they're all covid secure they, they, they weigh what's in there and then an automated message comes to your, your phone to say you've received some mail or something's in there. You've got all your personal PPE, as it were, in. Uh, you can't be personal hey. PPE, in the title. But anyway, you get your PPE, which is in there when you come into the office. You leave your clothes and things there and all the rest of it. And it's all integrated. And it's part of this sort of managed office system, which, which doesn't have people in it as well. I think they've even got like holograms and things now. As, as, as you know front desk clerks which okay. that's a whole nother game which we could talk about yeah. <laughs> endlessly about actually having human beings but anyway um but yes they, they've the companies are investing big money in, in in changing the way their offices work and um and who's going to be there why they're going to be there and you think well gosh that alone is, is, is huge for people marketing in that area oh it's huge and also barriers to entry into a market because if it's got to the point where you know there's a there's a massive radical shift in how offices work even a desk you know the yep. desk has to be easily clean cleanable for, for you know uh, covid um, security at that's the right you're not allowed to have piles of paper on it anymore exactly so then all of a sudden do you say well for supplies wise you know we, we are genuinely everyone always says they're going paperless in their offices and they never do but i mean if they're genuinely going to go pretty much paperless and say no, we're not going to have that printing infrastructure needs to change so you don't go yep. and you know meet this way and it just it just makes you think about things doesn't it in a different way and and how technology can improve things but consequently what does that do to the way our businesses work and the way we as consumers consume yep all of it i mean you know you can get wrapped up and go down a rabbit hole with all this but in your own niche if you focus on your offering what is it that's had to or is going to have to change about your offering um and your market but it's also really it's a it's going to be a really important time now to we'll have to find different ways of marketing this is a genuine corner 
that I'm like, I'm not saying I've got any ideas of what this difference is going to be, but I think we are at a genuine corner now because people are changing where they work, how they work. And I think we might find that all that digital overload that we were talking about at the beginning, we might actually find in time that the, one of the corners is people do not absorb so much digitally. They just don't, they don't want to, they feel overwhelmed by it it's stopping them work efficiently and actually businesses um might get to a point where they say right we're genuinely going to have no email days mm. so us having huge email campaigns might not work because you businesses say you are we are only going to make your emails work from nine till twelve and then mm. after that's it that's there are going to be no you are going to speak to your your people are sitting next to you not send them an email or phone up your customers we might have that change because i think this overload is getting to a bit of a point where it's kind of beginning to cave in the ceiling mm. yeah yeah absolutely i mean I'm, this is why i was inspired with the data writer short sort of article about about my own personal experiences of this and thinking well other people must be must be experiencing this i mean certain people are much better and more disciplined about not taking in too much but i just personally feel my brain is just exploding with with stuff you know there's just there's so much i'm calling it sort of stimuli that's i've been calling it that I sound like a, a 1980s professor of uh, biology at wolverhampton <laughs> or but but this this stimuli this stimuli is, is sort of um you know there every day and and, and as i say probably because i'm exposed to a lot of it and the kind of work i do so it's sort of uh, i'm part of the problem in fact and, and you realize you're part of the problem but you think well how can i be less part of the problem how can yeah. i try and focus on something that, that's more worthy and and and, and straightforward but you know that there is this it, it it's also this way as you said the way in which you approach things and i think in my in, as we've already discussed you know, in our own lives about just saying well no, it's only ever going to change if you make the change if you say yeah. i am not going to that's actually i'm only going to open one browser window today because that's this is the day i'm working on this i will check my yeah. email at 12 o'clock because i know i'm expecting something from someone and that's what i'll do and at the end of the day i will check it again and i will do this you know, and, and I know I'm going to get, and I'm going to spend tomorrow. It's going to be all about going on on, on LinkedIn or whatever it might be. I mean, and doing yep. all the great things that Emma suggested in, in her yeah. podcast of the day, which you should watch if you or listen to rather if you haven't listened to it. Um, there I am again. You see, I'm 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 clustering people's lives up by listening to, <laughs> asking to listen to podcasts. But it's such a helpful way. It's this is the healthy escape. This is the alternative, absolutely. Um, but that's the thing. So put it setting aside time because I know, like my, um, I think my sister does this thing where you know she will save up podcast, for example, and then say, well, I'm going to go for a walk. And I did this yesterday. I decided to go for my um, lunchtime walk to get some fresh air and exercise. And um, and I listened back to uh, to another podcast, and I thought, well, that's a nice combination. I quite yeah, like just going absolutely. out like you do on a walk without technology. And you know just enjoy you know the the, the nature around me yeah. um but but it is this sort of you know actually i think even like if you just try a week uh, that's the thing i think people as a new resolution um whatever you do whether you're a marketer or not or i think you should focus yeah. on saying well i'll spend a week and i would just do i say not you won't do less you'll just focus yeah. on less our focus is so spread isn't it it's so yeah, you'll do one thing at a time yeah just that's it's not that you don't have to do 20 things in a day just don't do them all at the same time don't do a bit of them all at the same time yeah yeah exactly but so it's this sort of uh do a focused and not a fractured way that's the way isn't it yeah it's, it's sort of that the difference between 
um you know and, and again with 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 marketing approaches in general you know as you say something like you're going on the channel and you're going to do this 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 and throw as much of the wall as you can and hope something sticks but then actually doing it in a more logical um, yeah. uh, slow way because I'm often asking myself this thing where I, I see, um, I love old, um, old films and um, one of my favourites, probably my favourite film of all time, uh, School for Scoundrels with uh, Terry Thomas and Carmichael. That was an absolutely wonderful, wonderful film. And, um, but I remember there's a bit where he's, he's in the office and, and, and they have this office, I think they, 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 they're an investment company or something. And, and then obviously it's all typewriters and all paper ledgers yep. and, you know, comes in with this ledger book and they look through it and find out what's going on. And I always ask myself this question about, well, yes, before we had computers and, and WYSI spreadsheets and all the rest of it and how, how people be, could be as productive. You think, well, everything's just so much slower. And of course, I'm sure it was manic at the time for people working there, you know, and having to type out so many words per minute and, yeah. you know, reams and reams of paper, but, but they could still be very productive. But it, it must, it must have been sort of slower mentally to a certain degree, you know, in terms of yep. what you go through a bit more systematic, I feel potentially. So I think we've lost lots of that. In, in, and it's a, it's a real paradox because, you know, we, we have all these amazing systems like project management systems yep. from your mini meander the other day, um, which should help us, but yeah. mentally yeah. we're not in the right space to use them properly, are we? I think that's really interesting. It's like I, when I, I write with a fountain pen and I write with a fountain pen because it slows me down mm. and it makes me write more slowly and think more about what I'm actually writing as opposed to just scribbling something down there, which I then can't read. I can't remember what it said anyway. And that's why I do it. And I, when I, my very first ever job, it's not been, it's not been long that we've been in this huge do everything quickly thing. My mm. first ever job, I sat in my office and I had a manual typewriter and a filing cabinet. That's what we had. We didn't, I, there was no email. There was no, I just didn't have all the, I, there was no word processing, nothing. And we did what we, I was working for a publishing company and we still managed to publish books and speak to the authors and market said books. You don't need this. We just now seem to think it's, it's absolutely, we can't do anything without it. And actually we can, it would be, it's quite interesting to sit down and think, what could I do today without my computer? What could I, and people think, oh, I couldn't do anything. That by the end, there's nothing I can do without my computer, including me. And I would think, oh no, it'd be a disaster. But actually, if I had a phone and a pen and a piece of paper and a stamp, I could probably achieve quite a lot. Yeah, that's almost, in, I, I'm almost wondering whether there's something we could write up, which is like a, try this for a week in 2021 the first quarter yep. like a, a no computer day or a no email day or a no yep. social day um and because because the biggest thing that i think that drives everyone on is you're terrified of missing out uh, just like with the mobile phone thing just like with social media just yep. like with anything you do in marketing you're thinking i'm missing something there's, there's something big happening and i need to be there and i need to be present and i need to yep. i need to have all this uh, you know omnichannel stuff going on all the time everywhere and it has to be going doof, 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 doof. But the thing I think we always come back to, and I know it's our own uh, our, our shared feelings about this, but I mean, you always come back to the fundamentals uh, of marketing, which is based around human beings. Yeah, absolutely. And as we've said before, you know, earlier on, it, it, things move on, technologies move on, and you need to use them intelligently, and, and, and that's important. But I think particularly if you're younger, coming into the you know, marketing or, or the world of work now, yeah, you, you assume this is like, well, it always has to be like this. You know, we always have to be doing this, 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 and this. You think, well, yeah, but 
as you say, you know, thing, things were done beforehand. Things were yeah, done, money was made, functioned. Uh, people functioned, people found out about things. I mean, perhaps at a slower pace, but it, 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 it can be summed up in a, as a campaign I was running, which was to do with lead generation and did all the right stuff and got lots of leads. And so you think, well, brilliant, that's great. I got lots of leads there, that's what's wonderful. Um, but then you think, well, are they converting? And, yeah. and if they're not exactly. converting, you have all the leads of the world you want. You've done a fantastic, you've done nothing wrong. You've done a great yeah. campaign and, it, and it's been there. It's, 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 it's had great placements and, and calls to action and analytics and dum 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 dum. But ultimately, it's not, you know, give, give you results. Um, and then tweak it. And then you actually put more information in, in, the, in the adverts or the promotion before people then submit the details. So it's harder and it costs more per, per, per lead. So everyone's like, oh, it's costing more. That links in with the budget thing. But then yeah. if you get those, you know, if you get five leads as opposed to 50 and those five convert, Mm. then you're in a better place aren't you and, yep, and your you returns better up. infinitely yeah i mean yep. it, and your cost per lead is less it, it, oh even though your cost per lead is more they've all converted so your returns better exactly and and again it, it just comes down to a fundamental and i, I think there is i think i have this is this that you, you're terrified that you're missing out you know you're listening to the latest thing and you think well yep. i think particularly as well actually if you've been a lot really large marketing team or large operation large organization you know where you know you are spending millions of pounds on on um, on budgets uh, for marketing and, and, and just a campaign single campaign and the difference between 0.2 percent click through and 0.1 percent yeah, click through exactly. will result in tens of thousands of pounds which you have to make good on and you know that they're, they're, they're uh, when you get to that scale yes yeah. you know you've got to be it does so matter but when you, particularly when you're in a, in a smaller scale and everything, I think it's, it's because we're all working with the same potential platforms out there and, and metrics and everything, it's and analytics, you, you know, you just, you do get lost, you can get lost in, in this oh, world. You absolutely can get lost. And, and I think you then start blaming yourself. I mean, I think from a he mental health point of view, because there's so much going on. And as you say, we're so worried about missing something or not doing something correctly or not, it not being budgetary, budgetarily worthy. Then we think, oh, this is my fault. I'm not doing this properly. And actually, every time I look at my phone, somebody else is doing it better. Look over, look, why aren't I doing that? Mm -hmm. And that becomes quite damaging for your sense of self. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think this is interesting. It's sort of, it's, I guess, the sort of thing about well, what, what, we, what we've discussed really about, about 21. We're looking at, gosh, we haven't ended, but uh, which is great. That's what we want to do. It, it's that sort of, it, it's starting from you isn't it it's starting from you and what you want to to do yeah. and, and just slowing down taking a breath and i i think actually we should we should be pushing this idea of just having these days where you don't do certain things yeah absolutely um and see if it makes a difference because the proof yeah. of the pudding's in the eating isn't it if you then go yeah do you know what i felt better i think that's one of the first yeah. things you i felt better that day or yeah. that week and I actually got more meaningful work done. And, yeah, and I um, bet you'd feel that you had more time. You yeah. have made time for yourself. Like on a Sunday, I do not switch my computer on. Doesn't go on, that's it. And my Sundays are quite long and nice and relaxed and we light a fire and it's all rather lovely. And I have, lot, Sundays are longer. Isn't that nice? Mm, yeah, that's the thing. Because that, that's exactly as well. When you're frantically rushing around and thinking about missing this, missing that, doing this, doing that, time leap by really quickly doesn't it absolutely and, and and again you just sort of yeah you can have that where you've had a day i've had this where you had a day and you think gosh i've been manically busy today manically busy and then you think what have i achieved and you think uh, I, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. it's almost like all the things you've achieved yep. are so tiny 
but there's so many of them there's nothing you can distinguish in your mind as actually having achieved and you think that's exactly right that's why pomodoro is important because it's so helpful because for 25 minutes you've just done one thing and more importantly you've probably finished it yeah. rather than doing it you know going doing five minutes of it and going oh i'm quite i'll just do this over here and then you never finish it yeah yeah that, that's it would a... only have taken you 25 minutes to finish and actually yeah. now it's going to take you six days that's it because yes it's sort of, again this fracturing of effort isn't it it's sort of like just spitting yourself up and saying oh well i'll just i'll just yeah. you know if i've got one pair of hands if i had six pairs of hands but the same the same uh, muscle power then i'm just gonna i'm just gonna diffuse uh, you know spread out my effort aren't i across Absolutely. a wider effort it's not gonna be as much fun it's not gonna be as, as meaningful as actually just carrying on and pushing yep. that rock up the hill not much of that much fun anyway but but at least i can focus on doing that in in, in one yeah. place and and yeah I, I mean that that's that's so that's really the sort of overall message we're getting isn't it? and I, I think that word overload in our little coming back to our poll we were saying audience online overload but i just just overload on, on a personal yeah, and therefore really. a team and organizational basis I, and as a marketer, I, I, we have to remember that our customers are feeling overloaded as well so if we're going to put them in the front and center perhaps we shouldn't be piling so much onto their heads so perhaps slim down what you're marketing or make it more straightforward or contact them less unless mm. they positively ask to be contacted a lot you know perhaps you don't need to contact them every five minutes yeah yeah I mean, actually there's another interesting experiment with this i think around our thing of quality and not contacting as much it's like perhaps next time you do a, a social post or, or whatever it might be you know, you ask you to stop and sort of ask yourself the question and think, well, actually, am I going to spend, you know, twice as long? So am I going to spend, instead of sending five tweets, I'm going to spend that amount of time on sending out those five tweets on producing one tweet, which is really yeah. good. Obviously, then I know there's this whole thing you might encounter where, you know, you've sent it the wrong time of day and it's got lost and buried and everything. But you can repeat that one tweet if it's good quality. You could also test it out with people before you actually send it to the, to the masses who you're trying to get in touch with. Yep. And, and they can feedback and go yeah you know responded to it that's really good that's really fun that's interesting yep. you focused on the quality rather than the quantity it doesn't mean that you have to lose out on doing the right analytics and targeting and everything of no, that exactly. tweet um but it's more against all the focus of the mind behind behind the tweet isn't yep. it moreover you might actually put in that tweet um if you enjoyed this please share it yeah you treat you actually ask for this advocacy and then actually you only had to, you've done one beautifully and then actually it's got out to a bigger base because pe other people have reshared it yeah so and you've asked them to and that was part of your tweet and so it's got out to lots of people but you haven't had to do it lots of times mm. yeah exactly and, and and probably from that as well i mean you you could even do something where it's sort of it, it encourages them to to share it whether I mean, whether it's incentivized or, or there's some of the, I mean, this is, this is where obviously all the hard work comes in, isn't it? So it's the clever, the clever way of working out, well, how can I make that shareable and interesting? Is there something about it that yeah. you can share it with people, not to make it into like a pyramid scheme thing, but you know, but if it's, if you share it with people, um, it, it unlocks something or does something. And if it's part of a campaign, yeah. but again, it's that ethos and it's that thinking of, of, you know, it's, it's targeted for your audience, but it's meaningful. It's interesting for them. And, and that, you know, they're they're doing the heavy lifting of sharing promoting it because absolutely that's the way that's the way things are that's the and way you're, and you're spreading your reach yeah exactly and and, and that's uh back back to a, a more sort of pure and more more um sort of calm and collective type of marketing exactly. isn't it really? so so hopefully that's what's going to happen in 2021 for everyone obviously that's well we can but hope 
yeah just try and and i think i think actually we should write up some stuff about this um you know about about the days you just try things differently because tomorrow i'm going to not look at my emails in the afternoon that's a good one yeah i i think i'm going to do the maybe the single browser window perhaps for the rest of the day one browser window um and not checking it i think i want to write up like a sort of things i want to try and then and then you just see how you feel tick them off yeah, tick them off and then, and then well, actually, go. No, right. no, actually, you ought to rate them and say how successful was this or or how how upset were you by only having one browser window open? Yeah. Was this actually so stressful because you're think, actually thinking constantly, God, those 32 other browser windows might have things on them that I'm not seeing. And was that was that upsettingness distracting you? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that would be really good. We, and we, I, we should probably do a, a, a follow-up discussion about this we again. We mental well-being with, with work and mar- as marketers yeah, as well because um like the uh we will come to the mark madsen stuff which i'm going to talk about at some stage in great depth i think with you but uh for the whole thing about um productivity spending being more productive doing yep. less exactly. it always, always happens you do less you focus more you you are more productive yeah uh, i think i mean i think that's a perfect way of rounding this off actually you, what you've just said is perfect focus more do less you will achieve more yeah yeah and it's that it's that opposite, isn't it? It's just, you, you've got to get the opposite. That's you've got right. to take that, that, that on board. Um, yep. That's, that's good. I'm feeling better already. About so absolutely. I mean, it would be really interesting to hear from everybody if you follow us on Twitter. Um, just tell us what you what you didn't do, what you gave up doing for one day. That'd be very good. We should do a joint experiment on this, shouldn't we? Yeah. Experiences. That'd be great. Well, that's brilliant. Um, fascinating stuff. And and we will we will yeah we'll talk more about that that well being and and. Uh, Maybe a few a few other um, trends another time as well when I mean, we get into the new year. But I, I think actually that conversation today is almost more important about whatever the trends yeah. are. How, how do you deal with them? How do you work through yeah, them? That's we, right. Um, so uh, yeah, thank you very much for that. No, that was terrific. Thank you very much. I, as you say, I feel just better. Yes, calmer, which is lovely. Excellent. We hope you do too, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye for now. <laughs>